That's a bit embarrassing, but I just noticed some timelines on your shirt. See, I reckon you're about an eight or a nine. Maybe even nine and a half in four beers time. That blue top, sharp top you've got on is nice. Bit too much fake tan, no, but yeah, you score high. But there's just one little thing that's really, 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 really annoying me about you, you see. Yeah, yeah, like I said, you are really fit. But my gosh, don't you just know it? I'm not trying to pull you. Hey, everyone, and welcome to They're Playing Our Song, the podcast where your song becomes our song. I'm your host, Robert Perry Cruz, and with me is my very special guest, Diana Perry Cruz. Hi, Diana. Hello. So, Diana, we're bringing Hip Hop Month to a close with tonight's song, Fit But You Know It, by The Streets, from their, I don't know if it's their, I guess it's his, uh, 2004 album, A Grand Don't Come For Free. Now, I really, really love this song. It was one of the few singles that I heard off this album, but I asked you to come on because I first heard about this band from you and you're making a face because you've now since told me you don't remember how you heard about this band (laughs) that is correct so what what can you tell us about the streets and your experience with them well it's just one guy i think it's yeah well i mean there are other people he works with but it's uh mike skinner is the the main lyricist i think he does most of the the beats and everything as well he is a white british dude that is making like Cockney style rap. Is this yeah, it's rap. Ra- it's it's rap. Hmm. He's rapping. He's got a very distinct rapping style. I would say it's very lazy, kind of like a lazy, you know, delivery to a lot of what he says. Yeah, yeah. he's not super fast. No. <laughs> I don't remember where I heard about. I guess we were trying to figure it out. I guess it was in college, but I just I don't know. I can't remember. Oh. I really can't. There's no good backstory. I heard about this band from someone, so I never would have found them on my own. And it was really fun to listen to while studying, which is all I did in college. Mm-hmm. And that's that? Yeah. Huh. I think so. Do you remember- I really don't know. I can't remember. So you don't even know how you came upon this album? Because I heard this no. album. My 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 rendition of it is I believe I heard Fit But You Know It on the radio. But you had the album itself, A Grand Don't Come For Free. So I listened to the whole album. I'm pretty sure with you. No, I remember that part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just don't remember where I got, got wind of the band first. Oh, I distinctly remember you saying something about someone told you about them when you were in college. Yeah. Their first album, Original Pirate Material, which I honestly don't like as much as this album, Grand Don't Come For Free. But This one's awesome because it tells a whole story. Like, mm-hmm. the entire album is a story. Mm-hmm. Well, let's come back to the whole album and just talk about... Let's, t- let's start, start talking about the song itself. Okay. Now, uh, do, you, do you listen to a lot of rap? No. No. So this one just sort of appealed to you with its, with its, its Britishness. Maybe it was classy because there was an accent involved. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> His accent's so fun to listen to mm-hmm. that that made it really fun. Yeah. So this lead vocalist Mike Skinner has, I think we kind of mentioned, has a really interesting delivery. And I don't think when we usually think of rap here in America, we're often thinking of speed. We're thinking of like Chuck D or Eminem, uh, you know, Snoop Dogg. So people who have a, a style or a delivery, but a lot of it is the speed and the rhyming. Whereas I think with the streets, a lot of it is sort of the interesting accents and the fact that the 
the lyrics themselves and the rhymes themselves sort of have a kind of a, a almost a sloppy by design delivery. But it's got a lyrical, much more lyrical quality to it, mm-hmm. I would say. So it sounds like a song, mm-hmm. even though he's just speaking the words. So this song specifically is, I think, has an incredibly powerful backing hook. Just the way it pulls you in with that that riff, just that same riff. The bam, 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 bam. That's that repetitive, repetitive. It, it's it's distilled gold, I would say, in my ears. Just that that sound. Like they just hit like a perfect chord and just put it on repeat. They added some like Pac-Man-esque sound effects occasionally in the background. <laughs> Sometimes they just do a little drumming for some of the, the bridges between lyrics, but man, it is just that one riff over and over and yeah. over. But it never, I, I never find it gets old. I'm never, oh, come on, you got to show me something else. It's just, I just want to hear it and <laughs> dun, 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 I just want to sing it and just, just come to it again. Just that steady, steady beat. Totally. Mm-hmm. It's uh, good. Yeah. Now, I know I, I often prefer the music and the lyrics combined. Like, I need the two together, but I know you very much are fine with just. Just lyrics, so why don't you talk about the lyrics of of the song? Okay. In this song, uh, well, it is part of that larger story, but this part of the story is really just uh, him and his mates being in line to get something to eat, and they see a girl in line who they think is really hot. Yeah, so you've got your guys and your mates, they're waiting in line, and and uh, think a girl's hot. That's really it. That's That's the whole song. It's, I'm impressed that they could get, you know, a three, three minute plus song out of such a small moment in time. Well, maybe it's a long line. <laughs> it's possible it was a long line. <laughs> it could be. Could have been a long line. Uh, so, but I guess I really, you know, as much as that, that that's the song, that's the song. There's something about, I think, Mike Skinner in terms of that whole album, Grand Don't Come For Free is it really is just a number of vignettes about this guy. Just, I guess it's supposed to be, you know, Mike. Well, it is Mike. They, they refer to him and yeah. his friends and sort of what he does over the span of, you know, like a week or two in his life. Yeah, and, it's just his life. Yeah. But there's something interesting about that because it is, in some ways, a very foreign album because it's not... You know, Britain is not so, so different from America, but you're talking about someone who's from a culture that is different than ours. And even just talking about his sort of lower middle class week is, to me, I think as, a, as a, an American listener, almost almost an alien experience. You know, the way they're talking about their phones, what's going on with their phones and how they use their phones is slightly different than how we use our cell phones here in America. Yeah. Well, it was also a long time ago. I guess 2004, yeah, it was, was a bit different. Yeah. That is true. It's a very intimate album, I mm-hmm. think. Just because you're learning all these little details about his life and he's talking so casually to the listener, you know? like You feel like you know him by the end of the album. Mm-hmm. And he seems like a pretty likable kind of guy. Yeah. Although he's making terrible decisions. He makes some terrible decisions, that is true. That is true. Especially in, 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 in this song specifically, as much as... Most of it's just about how he's thinking about maybe hitting on this girl. He's thinking about talking to her. Yeah. There's sort of the intimation that at some point he's he's drunk and sort of gets in a fight or starts shoving the people around him. Uh, you know, they have that part in the middle yeah, where... Yeah, I was going to try yeah. and get your opinion on what you thought happened in that part. He must be like, moving. Don't touch me. Don't touch me. Yeah. No, no. 
<laughs> I mean, I think he's still, he still, he, he does mention he hit his head when he was drunk at some point earlier in the day. It was a relative of a holiday, which, for those of you who don't know, I think if you live in England, you go to a holiday and you go to Spain or France or somewhere for the weekend it's because... Like vacation, but yeah. you don't say... You're going on a holiday. Just on holiday? Yeah. You don't go to the hospital. You go to hospital? I think so. Oh. Huh. Yeah. Okay. That's weird. Ho- I think you're in hospital. What? It's weird. <laughs> it's weird. It's England. Okay. Yeah, so that's the only, like, cryptic part of the song. Oh, and the question of whether, does he really do, does he really ever talk to her? Or is it all in his head? No, he never talks to her. Okay. I don't I don't think he even, he even mentions talking to her. He's thinking about it. He's waiting. At one point he's gonna, but he has to stop himself because he's got to order something. And he he's convinced she's looking at him. She's yeah. she's he's She's coming over to him. Yeah. But then she goes to the guy, she's with the guy yeah. behind, behind uh, him. To which he responds, you know, all sour grapes, like, all right, girl, girlfriend, so right. I don't care. <laughs> uh, no, I get the sense that he and his friends are there and they're drunk. Like, they went to oh, yeah. McDonald's or w- whatever this place is because they'd been out drinking and they need to get something to eat. Because he's mentioning how he's got a he's got a, a Stella, a Stella Artois, mm-hmm. that he, he got from the last cafe. Whoa, permissive, aren't you, Europe? <laughs> Come on. It's like going to Panera and getting a beer. mean what we think they mean. I don't know. Lori. <laughs> Uh, he's, so he's got his, I mean, he's got his drink. So clearly they've been drinking and he's bringing his drink to this, to this fast food restaurant. So I think he's. I always picture as being an outdoor fish and chips, like where they just have like the mm-hmm. awning, like the, the, uh, like the roll up window. Oh. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like I think so. Like yeah. Aluminum window that like rolls up and it's an awning. Mm-hmm. That's what I picture it is. Oh, I always pictured it as this sort of turquoise really like antiseptic looking very boring just crappy little restaurant you know just just a chain a chain restaurant because i think it goes with the i think the picture i have of the whole album which takes place in some kind of crappy club someone's crappy apartment mike's crappy apartment yeah this crappy fast food place (laughs) there's nothing there's nothing there's nothing you know you know exotic in the sense of beautiful going on there's nothing you know i I don't think it's a lot like much of the hip-hop that i know i feel like i hear nowadays where it's all glitz and glamour this is very clearly not it's not not even like say gangster rap would have been in terms of talking about the poverty that uh, that the mcs are around and the violence with the you know violence with police in the same sense Mm -hmm. this is his real life but this There's there's no glamour to it no it's very very dull, seemingly dull. I mean, he seems to be having a, a fine old time, time. That's fine. most of the time, most of the time in, in the album. So, yeah, that's it. I think the like we, you were mentioning. I think at some point he seems to probably get a little spastic, kind of wildly moving, probably because he's drunk. And I think that's where the uh, yeah, I, I, the gentleman comes out and says, "We cannot have that behavior in this establishment." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, I thought maybe he like bumped into someone. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, he also has his friend who really, does all the no, like before or after to that little fight or whatever happens mm-hmm. there. It's just like a one-off kind of situation. Yeah. That's why I thought maybe he just bumped into someone and then. Yeah, I don't think it's it's a serious thing. That was his response. Well, he also has his friend who does the who sort of sings. You sort of have the sense of is in the music video that way too. Like he's there with his friend and he's rapping and his friends occasionally just singing along because that's what you do <laughs> with your friends with your mates. Right. You know, you're gonna you're gonna join them in a song and they rap and. 
at the end, I think his friend is also drunk because he ends the song with, I think I'm going to fall over. It sort of puts that sing-songiness. Yeah. Which is a great, I think a great, just a great ending to the song because you sort of lose the... It's one of my favorite parts. The, the guitar. They've just got this guy who just... I mean, it just feels so natural. Like, let's just, let's rap about what's going on and like, oh, I can't anymore because I'm about to pass out because I'm super drunk. Yeah. It really does have that. I mean, the whole album has that, has that, has that quality of it's just, anyway, this is what's happening now. I'm going to rap about what I'm doing. I'm betting on soccer matches. I can't find my money and I left the DVD in the DVD player. You know, it's just, this is what's going on. Yeah. One of my favorites is uh, when the, can't get a signal on his phone that song oh yeah <laughs> there's a whole song about that yeah. yeah i can't find my girlfriend and i'm taking drugs and my phone's not working yeah <laughs> I, I don't know i battery is flat <laughs> i feel like if i told someone about this album oh my god it's about this british guy and he's just talking about what he does in a week oh god why would anyone listen to that album it sounds like a terrible idea but there's just something really pretty about the whole thing not just in terms of the quality of the music and the quality of the production and the sort of interesting style of rapping but just the the mundanity of the whole thing is what makes it very fascinating which doesn't make it a good sell i think this is this is the song that sucks you in because this song is so catchy Mm -hmm. and you don't even have to listen i i I don't think i listened to the lyrics the first time because i just like this guy's british and he keeps saying fit but you know it and that hook is amazing (laughs) But then the repeated listens, it really, really sucks you in. Maybe I'll listen to the rest of this album. And it's it's definitely an album you have to sit down and you have to listen to the whole thing. You can listen to the disparate elements, but I don't think you understand, one, I should say, understands it as a really great album without listening to the whole story. I would agree. Did they play this on the radio? They played this song on the radio. I think one of the, I think Dry Your Eyes, Dry Your yeah. Eyes. They sang that, that that got some radio play around here in Boston. Stand alone as a song. Yeah, that's a pretty song. That's a kind of a yeah. sweet song because it, yeah. it has Mike actually singing a bit. Mm-hmm. It's not the greatest singer, but it's earnest. It's very is earnest. Probably F and X. R I P W F and X radio no. station that does not exist. Nor does W B C N. No, which there are no good radio stations. Every radio station in Boston. in Boston just sucks. Yeah. Radio. I don't listen to radio. Who listens to radio? Radio sucks. It's dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, podcasts and Spotify. Pandora. Anyway, it's sad. But this definitely was not on play in uh, my college town. Oh, yeah? Even in college town? Let's see. I mean, this this got a decent amount of play. I think this even got play on some of the more mainstream mainstream oh, stations. No, no. I never knew that. It may not have. I don't, it's, it's been a long time. But, I, I mean, I know I heard it a lot on the radio. Oh, okay. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, it is cool. It is. Mm. Isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, Diana, I have a quiz for you because, again, okay. I I don't I don't know how to get much more into this song itself other than going through the individual moments. But I, I think we've captured the big strokes, which are not a lot happens, but it's still really interesting. Yes. And some of the weird parts where he sort of raps about things that have nothing to do with anything else, because that's what you would do if you are just kind of telling a little story about your time when you're in. On holiday. Yeah. He creates great imagery in this song. Mm-hmm. about the fake tan lines. Yeah. I love the line about what the back strap shrap- in my back pocket can afford. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just a great line. Mm-hmm. Also very British because they have a lot of more coin. Mm-hmm. Instead of dollar bills, they have coins. Well, I'm going to give you a quiz. 
okay. So this is a quiz of, since most of this song hinges on British slang, Mm -hmm. which makes sense in the context of the song. I think if you listen to it a few times, when you can make out all the lyrics, you sort of can figure out what's happening. But out of context, I'm curious how many of these you will you will know. So, okay. so I'm gonna give I'm gonna give you the word and you tell me what it means, and okay. then you can tell me how it was used in the oh, song. These are in the song. These are all in the song. Oh, okay. Fit. Like hot. Okay. Fit attractive. Yes. Yeah. You're fit, but you know it. So you're attractive, but you know right. it. As opposed to, I think if we were singing about that and we called someone fit, but you know it. They would be athletic. They'd, yeah. they'd be in good shape, which similar, but but different meaning. Yeah. Good. That's what I'd put. Pull you. Like, um, like flirt with you, like get a date with you. Mm-hmm. It, uh, when I looked it up, a lot of these from either Urban Dictionary or there was a, I think it was a British site going over the lyrics. Get you to be interested would result in at least a kiss, though possibly more. Okay. Do I so, get credit for that? Yes, you can oh, get credit okay. for that. Great. Your horde. Uh, your, your group? Your buds? Your group of friends. Okay. Yes, I because... I never even heard that in the song. Oh, uh, you were standing there with your horde. So he's talking about the girl and she's there with, with your horde. Oh, okay. I, I was, think I never deciphered that line. I, I always thought she was on a pile of treasure like a dragon might have and it never <laughs> really made any sense to me. Oh, okay. Uh, she had that. So when I when I looked it up and it was your horde, it was your, your group of friends... That makes sense because they're on holiday. You're probably there with your friends and your your white shirted man. The shrapnel. Uh, the your coins. Mm-hmm. Why would you make? I don't understand why they need a slang for that. You just say change, right? I don't know. It sounds cool. There's a lot of different. There's a lot of slang for money. I guess. Not for change though. It's it, it, all he's got. Shrapnel. He's just got uh-huh. you know like a couple dollars. Mm-hmm. Clocking onto. Yeah, I don't know what that one means. Oh, he's clocking onto you, the the girl in the song. That's the context. Oh, coming on. To regard an act or object. What? So he's, he's like looking. He's like, he's like, looking, looking at, at looking oh, at her. Okay. okay he's I checking think. her out. It's clock. I, I think it, it seems it seems to me a bit like. Uh, like honing in. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I did not get that one. Ah. What am I up to? Four? You have, you got fit, you got pull you, horde, and the shrapnel. So you have four. Okay. Great. Sharking. Oh, I remember that. hearing that in the song. He stops this- sharking a minute to get chips yeah, and pack. drinks. It's like macking. Like macking? Like macking on you. What's macking? Like, like hey, baby, what's up? Oh. Not like the hit Nickelodeon show Alex Mack? No. Like what I just did. Hey, baby, what's up? Oh. I always thought that had something to do with like a secret sauce. Like you come up to someone and you slap them with your buns. (laughs) You got extra buns and secret sauce on them. No. It's always kind of gross. So that's not what it means. Okay. Uh, Yes. So kind of. It's uh, searching out prey. Apparently, there's apparently some phenomenon in British clubs where men will come on to women and actually make biting movements at them sharking that is just what i read in one i think it might have been urban dictionary i don't know if that actually happens i don't get the impression that that is what mike is doing here so much as he's sort of you know like i'm checking you out you know he's like yeah moving around sharks in the water he's kind of moving back and forth maybe like checking her out look up 
macking in your urban dictionary and see if you get the same thing. I don't think anyone says macking anymore, so it won't be an urban dictionary. Does say sharking? In England, there? perhaps. Not only is this British slang, but it's from like 12 years ago. I think their slang moves off. faster. Everyone's slang moves fast. Oh. You should look it up. That sounds like it's streets ahead. I never know what that means. You, you know, say that a lot. Well, you know what happens if you're not streets ahead? You're streets behind. That's right. <laughs> I still don't get it, though. I don't, I don't know if it's a real saying. It's not community. <laughs> I just... Okay. Bowl over. Um, knock you down. Surprise. Because he does not physically, as much as we're talking about, he, he gets in some sort of altercation. I don't think he ever has any interaction whatsoever with this girl. It seems like it's all in his head. He's pretty I, sure. That was my thought, too. Yeah. So he doesn't want to bowl over. So he doesn't want to, like, come on to her in a way that's untoward and surprises her and sort of puts her off. Okay. Geezer and rude. Are they different? Uh, they go together in the song, but they are technically two different terms. Uh, geezer is like a boyfriend? No. <laughs> rude is good. It could be. Not, not rude. rude like uncouth. <laughs> rude so, like good, not rude like uncouth. It could, it could be neither one. Like, he refers to the girl as rude like she's cool. Yeah. But he also says he does not want to be rude in the sense of he doesn't want to be... Right. Our, our, our you know... Are means of rude, just right. impolite. Okay. Geezer is is dude. It's like a it's like a dude. Oh, okay. Yeah, he doesn't want to come off all geezer and rude, which I take to be, and he doesn't want to come off like kind of a jerk. Kind of be don't want to don't want to be like yeah. a dick. Okay. It's like some dude. He's like, what's up with that dude? Oh, okay. Spanner to my plan. I don't remember that part. Oh, I definitely don't know what it means out of context. Oh, you never heard the phrase spanner in the works? No. Oh. It's, the spanner in the works means something ruined your plans or messed up your plans. What's a spanner? I don't know if it's a Spare? real thing. No, a spanner. I thought it was like a wrench. I don't know what it actually is. Oh. I just know the expression a spanner in, spanner in the works means something's gotten screwed oh, up. Like never... someone threw a spanner in the works. You screwed up whatever's going on. Oh. Yeah. I never heard that one. Okay. Well, I guess it would be that it's messed up. Something's mm. messed up. Yeah. Well, she goes and meets this other dude, which I think that's... I can't remember if that's what he's referring to in terms of the spanner to my plan. Stella. Uh, the beer. It is It is the beer. Bombed from... Borrowed. I don't think he borrowed it because he refers to the Stella he bombed from that last cafe, which I'm guessing means he took... Stole. Either stole or, like, grabbed and... Took, I don't, I assume he didn't pay for it, but, uh, I mean, it could just be he, like he picked it up, you know, like he bought it, but, um, we, the equivalent of when we say, like, oh, yeah, yeah, I got that. Yeah. It doesn't mean we, you know, we got it as a present. We, we probably it. bought it, you know, at a store and then we yeah, brought it with us. You grabbed this at the yeah. store, but it doesn't mean that you, like, grabbed it and ran yeah. out. Just emphatically, I have this thing now. I bombed Estella. What is the answer? Got from. Oh, okay. <laughs> Yes, lost track of my score. you did. It's a high score. Oh, good. You get all the points. Okay. Female stopping play. I don't know. Oh, he refers to female stopping play. 
it's a girl when a girl shuts your advances down it's apparently a cricket reference oh, stopping geez. play yeah so something about how well, that one definitely went over my head then. yeah that cricket. one that, that's one i don't think it's hard to hear in the lyrics yeah i did yeah yeah i think i always had he just said stop and play but i still mm-hmm. didn't really know what that meant but yeah the only other one which i didn't i didn't say because you if you didn't look it up it doesn't make sense at the beginning when he talks about that blue top shop top he says the blue hop, blue top shop hop okay is nice yeah you mm-hmm. score hot mm-hmm. apparently there it, i think it's a tube top no no it's a brand it's, a, it's some some sort of oh. a brand of uh like well yes you score hot yeah sort of uh like lower Mass mar- like a mass market. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's Kate Moss or some sort of model has a. It's a line of clothing that's mass market, but you know, like supposed to be high end. Kind of thing. Something like that is what I take. Yeah. Okay. Although this girl apparently got her fake tan all over her nice right. top shop, <laughs> blue blue hop top shop. Okay, I gotcha. Okay. Yeah, there's no way I would have known with that. I thought he said tube top. I always picture her wearing a tube top. I thought it was like a tank top or, or like a slightly fancy tank top. <laughs> Could be a tube top. She's on holiday after all. Right, yeah. <laughs> no, the, the guy has the tube, has the tank top on. The white tank top. Probably. I always assumed he had the tracksuit on. Why? I feel like every time I've watched something with the BBC and there are people that are considered lower class, they're wearing a tracksuit. Oh, I thought they said he was wearing... I agree. I know exactly what you mean, but I, I thought they said he, he said he was wearing a tank top. I don't remember him talking about his clothes at all. He's not the talking about how shirt. fit he is. No, the white-shirted man is the guy behind. Yeah, that's what I mean. Oh, I thought you were talking about Mike. No, no. I I assumed it was a white shirt, like a button-up shirt. Like this guy's a some sort of a yuppie douchebag. Oh, whatever the no, British I he was equivalent like a of beach that. Bum. Just oh. to, like add insult to injury. Oh, see, I thought Mike would be more threatened by someone who seemed like they had a job, as opposed to Mike, who I don't think has a job. <laughs> He mostly seems like he just hangs around. He's got a thousand bucks from somewhere. You don't need a job in England, in the UK. You just kind of. What's the Simon Pegg show that we watched? Spaced. Yeah, you don't need a job. Oh, they go. They all go on the dole. Yeah, they're fine. <laughs> they got plenty of time to themselves. He's very upset. I mean, he seems very upset about losing his his thou. That's where the grand don't come for free of the yeah. album. He loses a thousand bucks somewhere, and apparently still has enough money to go to Spain or France or wherever he wherever he is on holiday. It's nice. Maybe he just went to the seashore. The seaside? Yeah, there's a lot of that in England. Well, it's an island, so I would assume it's there's quite a lot. By water. Quite a lot of by definition. Oh, boy. Well, And then the. do you want to talk about the place where the money is? Because I think that that's fun to bring up at this point in time. Okay. Do you remember where it is? I do, but everyone listening, spoiler alert. We are going to spoil the end of the album. <laughs> A grand don't come for free. You don't have to. No, no, no. I just said spoiler alert. Legally, anyone, I can't be sued for spoiling this now. So if you would like to hear this album, I recommend go buy it on iTunes or Amazon, music, whatever. we don't even have to say what it is. It's just, it's a place that basically doesn't exist anymore. No, we should talk about it. I'm just, I'm making sure everyone knows. Listen to the album. Then you can come back and listen to the last like one and a half minutes of our, of our show. But it, 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 there is actually a little bit of a twist at the end. So we get to the last song. And the whole album's been about Mike and his girlfriend. He lost a thousand bucks. Uh, he lost a thousand bucks. 
He's kind of sad about that, but he met this girl. She's cheating on him. He's very upset. Sort of ruins his. Feels like it's ruining his life. He's so sad. He's throwing away his friends. Yelling at his friends. His TV's broken. He calls a TV repairman, and the TV repairman's trying to tell him something. But Mike thinks he's trying to rip him off. So Mike starts fighting him, and the TV repairman kind of throws him down and leaves. Doesn't fix the TV, and he's just sitting there alone and broken with no TV. And then the song rewinds itself. This is a rewind effect. And goes back to before he called the TV repairman and posits, what if it went differently? So, so there's a branching pathway at the end of this album. There's sort of the way it goes where Mike continues being self-destructive and the way he goes where he calls his friend who he's on the outs with. And I think it's a friend who sings a harmony on Fit But You Know It. And he calls him to help yeah. him try to fix the TV. And what, what, what do they find? They find the thousand, thousand pounds inside the TV. So you're right. That would not be possible at this point in time yeah. to lose money in your TV. Isn't that funny? Yeah. It's, it's very strange that you would lose your money in your TV. Like, I bet kids now, but where would they lose it? Yeah. There's, there's no, no room for there's it. There's no place. That you can't even open that TV. thing. Yeah, I know. It just that's funny that in this amount of time that has completely changed. That's mm. all I want. Oh. But in any case, spoiler, they find the money. It's in the TV. And then Mike has the money and he feels a little bit better about himself. Even though he's still sad. But he's made up with his friends. And it's it's really a nice ending. I like that ending. I like the idea of of, of rewinding the tape, literally rewinding the song to sing a different song. Yeah. <laughs> and they have that great refrain. It's the it's the end of something I did not want to end, beginning of hard times to come. So the idea that it's actually not that everything's gotten better, but you know what? You find your money. It's going to be okay. Yeah. It's going to be tough, but you're going to be fine. And it's it's funny to have this album about this sort of doofy hooligan in England and really to care a lot about right? <laughs> about his stupid relationship which it was not a healthy relationship i mean all he did with this girl they went out for like a week and a half and pot. they just both stayed home and smoked pot and yeah. that's all they did and then he's pretty sure he saw her cheating on him one night yeah <laughs> i mean that that's it that's and then he almost cheats on her but doesn't more because the girl doesn't the girl he's thinking who's so fit uh maybe even nine and a half and four beers time doesn't isn't interested in him right so he doesn't cheat because there's no one to cheat with. And then he's so sad the album, you know, that, that the album, he's so sad that the relationship ends. And then the album ends. And you're still not like, what? Did, I hate this guy so much. <laughs> what, a, what a jerk off. Wait, wait, you don't. You don't hate him. No. Yeah. It's really, maybe it's the accent. I don't know. It's, it's not like a love actually moment where the British accent just sort of makes makes it more endearing. Yeah, he is very endearing. Mm-hmm. I, the accent helps, but it's not like a pretty accent. It's not. No. It's not like a... Who's that guy? Hugh Grant? No, it's not Hugh Grant. Who's or Hugh Colin Grant? Firth. Hugh Grant. Is he in Love Actually? I've never seen Love Actually. I know of it. No, Hugh Grant was in About a Boy and oh, yeah, that's what I'm Four about. Weddings yeah. and a Funeral. Yeah. It's not like a Hugh Grant kind of British accent. It's not like a... Charmingly befuddled? Yeah. It's not like that at all. It's like a rough... Mm-hmm. There's still something about it. Just the, the way... He sort of drawls at the end of his words. It just is really cool in his delivery. Yeah, but I, 
I think it, it is his delivery, independent of the accent, that makes him really mm-hmm. endearing in these songs. Yeah. Well, I wonder what he's doing now. Uh, the Streets had, I think, two more albums, or three more albums, and now he is in, he's involved in some other groups, so he does more of the production, it sounds like. Cool. But I don't keep up on my British hip-hop. So I really, I just, I just is that found that up. Is it a genre? Is it a genre? I, I, I heard this album referred to as comedy hip hop, mm-hmm. which is a bit disparaging, I think, as a, I think it's a funny album. It's very light. But it's not, I don't think it's meant to be comedic. It is just about topics and situations that have a, a humor to them. I mean, as you're listening to it, you are, you are wondering, like, how self-aware is this? album and this singer is he really is this really what his life was like before he got famous like is this where he's from is this what he was doing and and then he used his talent to create this album or is he you know operating at a much more sophisticated level and just taking on this character and giving commentary about this state of of life i mean i can't speak to how much of this is or is not a reflection of parts of his life, but it does seem from what I read about the production that he had the album in mind. It wasn't so much that he just was writing about his life and it happened to become this mild operatic story so much as he was thinking about the concept of a story of someone's life and then the album came from that. He may have pulled from his own life in terms of the details because I, I don't think he could have just made up these characters whole cloth. Like, oh, hello, I'm, I'm Mike Skinner, and I'll be performing the part of the streets in this album. Mm-hmm. You know, he may made up a character. So there must be a lot of it that is reflected in his actual life. But the structure of the album and the plan for the album does does sound like it was very planned. That that was the intention of when he of of Mike Skinner when he was writing the album and writing the songs was to capture this moment and to have a beginning middle and end of the story. Oh yeah. That that makes sense. I mm. would totally agree. Mm. It's a it's a piece, you know. Mm. It's meant to be mm-hmm. a story. So Dana, we've talked a lot about why I really 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 <laughs> like this song. Why should it be our song? The world our well, it's quite unique in its sound. It's unlike many other things that you will hear in hip-hop or rap or alternative or, you know, British, what did you call it? Comedic. <laughs> Comedic hip-hop. Comedic rap. <laughs> There's not a lot of other things that sound like this. I think this song... In and of itself is great. It's when I mean, you love poppy songs, and this mm-hmm. is very poppy rap, mm-hmm. I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the song itself is super fun, and then the overall album and the concept of the album make it even better. All right. So everyone at home, I hope you consider "Fit," but you know it to be our song. Oh. Well, Diana, thank you so much for being on the show. Sure. Yet again. Sure. Before we go, I had an email from one of our our, our former special guests, Brandon Kukowski Schnell, that I it was it was a good email, so I had not written him, written back to him because it was a lot to take in. But I want to read it so that I can make sure that everyone is thinking about it. It's kind of an epilogue to his to his episode. So 
on on that on that episode, Brandon did sort of talk about. We talked about uh, Mama said knock you out, so kind of a golden age hip hop. But he wanted to make sure I knew that modern hip hop was not just folks chasing the latest trend. Uh, and so Brandon writes, now I'm not about to disagree that the 90s were a golden age of hip-hop in terms of the variety of artists, but that's in no small part due to the age of the medium. It wasn't until the mid-80s that rap was seen as something other than a novelty, and it was in the late 80s that things really took off. So you would expect the 90s to have a number of artists all coming into their own. I think it's easy to look back on those times with rose-colored glasses, but there were plenty of artists chasing money back in the 90s. Hell, they gave Vanilla Ice $1.5 million to sign. million simply because he was a white rapper. They they knew they could put on the radio. As long as there's a way to make money... Hmm? An uber talented. Uber... (laughs) As long as there's a way to make money off of a thing, there will be people trying to make it, and back then wasn't any different. As for right now, I'll agree that it's easy to turn on the radio and hear the same trends in hip-hop, but that's the same with any musical genre. There are so many ways for people to spend their spare time and their spare money right now that the easiest way to try and get their attention is to give them something that sounds like something they already like. Add to this the notion of producers as commodities of sound, i.e. the Max Martin sound, the Timbaland sound, etc., and you have songs that end up sounding the same. If Max Martin produces a Taylor Swift track and then produces a Selena Gomez track, you're going to know that both are Max Martin tracks. It's not the same thing in hip-hop, but that's not necessarily a bad... Oh, sorry. It's the same thing in hip-hop, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. Dr. Dre built an empire on the G-Funk style of production. Kanye West made his name initially on a very unique style of production. Same thing with Rick Rubin and Marley Marl back in the day. But that's not to say that modern hip-hop does not have incredibly popular, incredibly successful artists that are also incredibly diverse. Probably the biggest three rappers right now are Kendrick Lamar, Kanye West, and Drake. Drake's newest album hasn't dropped yet. Well... It will have by the time this goes out. But if you listen to To Pimp a Butterfly from Kendrick and The Life of Pablo by Kanye, they are incredibly dissimilar in terms of production and subject matter. And from what Drake has released so far, his will be the same way. These are the three guys on top of the game right now and that, that could not be different from each other. And, uh, sorry, not could be more different from each other. And that's not all. Schoolboy Q, Future, ASAP, Rocky, ASAP Ferg, Joey Badass, 2 Chains, Migos, Run the Jewels, Talib Kweli, the list goes on. You may have some commonality between these artists in some areas, but they are all different, and they all make some serious bangers. Hot banger in the mouth! It's from a TV show. From Mrs. Doubtfire? No, it's from Arrested Development. Oh, yes. Brandon did not write any of this. I... I I tangent. <laughs> At the end of the day, Wu-Tang was right. Cash rules everything around me, and it's easy to take a cynical view on hip-hop due to seeing some artists chase trends and do what they think will get them the most money. But that kind of thinking does a disservice to the many, many talented artists that are making some truly excellent and in the age of Black Lives Matter, incredibly vital music. That is all I'm done complaining for now. Hope all is well. Brandon. So, Brandon, thank you so much for that very, very thoughtful email. It was a lot to process, and I have not had time to search out any of these albums. I honestly have listened to very little Kanye West, and I feel that is a is a, a, a missing chunk of music because it is very, I think, like 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 he like Brandon said, vital and very of the moment. What's that word? What's the fancy word to say if something's of the moment? A la mode. With ice cream. With ice cream. <laughs> Kanye West, your album is with ice cream. It didn't seem like he was complaining. He was just... Interested. No, I, I I think he, he didn't mean complaining, like, really complaining, just sort of getting at the fact. I mean, certainly we talked about kind of that golden age, like like Brandon mentioned in, in the email, Rose Colored Glasses. Uh, but I think he wanted to make sure since he 
is one of the folks that I've talked the most about hip hop with. He wanted to make sure as my as as, as the Yoda to my Luke mm-hmm. about hip hop, mm-hmm. the hip hop force, that he made sure he balanced out uh, the conversation we had, which was very specifically about about uh, about LL Cool J. So some older older yeah. hip hop. So Brandon, thank you very much for your episode thank you so much too for writing in and adding something to the discussion and my own knowledge of hip-hop great yeah so hopefully everyone has enjoyed this month of hip-hop i know i have learned more about a genre of music than i think i have in years and years which was nice i hope you at home if you are not a hip-hop listener also have learned some too Diana, thanks again for being on the show and talking about this. This last song was kind of kind of my choice, but I knew it was one that you'd you'd uh, turned me on to in the first place. So I wanted yeah. to make sure you were here. Sure. For everyone at home, you can find us on Twitter at playing underscore our song. You can go to the webpage playingoursong.net where we post a preview of the episode of the song we'll be talking about every single week. We have a Facebook page. You can email me if you're interested in talking about a song or have a song you think should be listened to at rob at playingoursong.net. Please feel free if you have time to tell a friend to leave us a review on iTunes. We really appreciate it. So, thanks again, Diana. Thanks again, Brandon, for the email. And for everyone at home, remember, it's your song. So play it long and play it loud. Bye! I think you are really fit. You're fit, but my gosh, don't you know it?